This is Japan Baseball Weekly, the only English podcast covering all 12 NPB teams. And now, your hosts, John E. Gibson and Jim Allen. Hi, and welcome to the Japan Baseball Weekly Podcast. It's for the week of July 12th. I'm John Gibson, and with me on a Saturday morning, is it? It's Jim Allen. How you doing, brother? It's hard to get the day straight. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I, I, don't, I don't know what day it is, nine, ta- nine, nine days a week, you know? I thought you were going to say it's hard to get the minutes straight. <laughs> uh, it's hard to get everything straight. I, 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 do. <laughs> I, I, live, I live on the curves, man. <laughs> well, don't go outside the lines too much. Okay. <laughs> All right, people, um, make sure you mask up and hunker down. And obviously, the Olympics, they're not going to have uh, fans. But I believe they're going to be some spectators. So I don't know how they're going to work this out. It's really going to be interesting because there will be people in the stadium and sponsors and all kinds of stuff. So it's, it's, <laughs> well, you know, it's the, a wild world. Baby, yeah. baby, it's a wild world. <laughs> Thank you. Well, that, that's that's cool, Cat. And the uh, of course there'll be the the team, Olympic team members and people will be in the stands, so they'll get the primo seats as usual, and they'll be cheering on their people, and so they'll be they'll be that background noise. But maybe they yes. should pump in fake fan noise to support. They will. Japan. I bet they will. I you know it's Japan. You know they will. Okay. <laughs> it'll be fun. All right. On this week's show, we've got a special. This week we're going to have. Jason Koskri of the Japan Times and Claudio Rodriguez in Toronto. He's with Baseball Haponis. They're going to step in and we're going to discuss the halfway point of the season. But before that, Jim and I will talk about Daisuke rolling out and the end of Mr. Zero Streak and a little bit more. So let's start swinging. Clearing the bases. All right. So we got word on Tuesday evening. Um, the news broke. The Lions uh, announced that right-hander Daisuke Matsuzaka is going to retire at season's end. And one of our followers on Twitter, Dave, uh, pointed out his history of winning. And, you know, this guy was a high school hero who pitched a no-hitter at Koshien to help win the national title. He won a Japan Series with the Lions. He won a World Series title with the Boston Red Sox. And he also had contributed to two world baseball classic titles and unfortunately the myriad injuries he has experienced he's 40 years old it really has just taken a toll and he's not really even a shell of himself so it's no surprise uh <laughs> it's no surprise but what did you think instantly when you heard the news well, again first thought? well again no surprise uh you know the, everything was down since tommy john he was basically reinventing himself as a pitcher from the uh, you know the hard, straight fastball changeup slider guy to a guy who basically you know threw cutters and you know he was he'd always the cutter had been there all the time but the cutter now became his main weapon in the changeup and uh, another pitch I like to call the float ball because that was his fastball <laughs> whatever you want to rename it but <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah yeah it wasn't much of a fastball and it was pretty he he couldn't get tremendous spin on it so it was it was not a it was not uh how can i say it was not pretty but it was often intriguing yes to see how he you know to see this um him metamorphize into you know something approaching uh kazuhisa makita 
<laughs> exactly. Yeah. And yeah. and how he, you know, and in that 2018 season, which was remarkable for his ability to get out of uh, uh, jams with two or three runners on base, because he did it seemingly two or three times a game and won six games. Yeah, amazing. Uh, I remember watching him when he came to the Dragons, and it was like, okay, how is he going to get these? get through these five innings because we know he's not going to pitch more than that. How many runs, how many base runners, Mm. you know, it it wasn't a situation where I was thinking, well, you know, this guy is a starting pitcher. He's, he's, he's Daisuke Matsuzaka. It was more of this guy (laughs) is at the end of his career. Right. And they're trying to squeeze every little last drop out of him. Let's see if he can get through enough to put a game together where he can get into position to either, Leave the have the game tied, or maybe possibly sneak a win with a lot of help from the bullpen sure. and some offense. Sure. And so that you know, that's not the situation you want to have a, no. a big star like this because this guy's an icon. Yeah, but I, of course he wanted to play, and of course my my uh, inclination is to if the guy wants to if a guy wants to play and somebody's willing to give him a job, well then you know who am I to say. He shouldn't be doing that, but of, of course, the voice I, of reason is who you are. <laughs> well, at the yeah, I hate that sometimes, but in this case, it was well. He had not made progress, I guess, in the in the six months since in the six months since he finished his uh, rehab from his neck surgery, mm-hmm. and he was just not getting making any sort of incre- enough incremental progress to make him think that a comeback was in the cards. But it's it's really sad because uh, you know he's such an intriguing pitcher, and I, I guess the interesting thing about his career because he got a lot of comment, you know, about oh he did this in high school and oh he did this as a pro and he threw all, all those innings. But I, I will remind you of a couple of things. One is he appeared on the scene at the cusp of a, a cusp of two eras in Japanese baseball, between the era when starting pitchers were expected to throw 150, 160 pitches a game if needed. Mm -hmm. And the era where the relievers were expected to come in in the sixth inning if needed. Yeah. He was in between that, and he he did throw a lot of pitches for his second manager, less so for his first, ironically. And when the Red Sox signed him, the the two Red Sox scouts who scouted him, followed them all over the country. Craig Shipley and John Diebel said his elbow and his arm, his MRI, uh, when they signed him, were cleaner than pretty much any 26-year-old pitcher they'd seen. Hmm. So they couldn't detect, uh, they didn't detect anything. So it wasn't like it was hanging by a thread because they did their due diligence, but right. things went around. You know, the the same thing happened with you Darvish. And they said, basically it was just accumulated wear and tear. Right, right, right. And so again, I, I look at him as an icon. He, his face is instantly recognized. Mm-hmm. The public is still deeply in love with him, especially lions fans and his importance and impact in Japan. I mean, the baseball culture, it, it can't be expressed in mere statistics, what he means to Japan. Because no, like I said, he won this the, the high school national title and uh, came on as a rookie and uh, won. You know, he's immediately impacting the Seibu Lions and 
he just he pitched so well, and then he was a huge, huge uh, recruit or or import to Major League Baseball. And I remember you and I we were sitting at this press conference when he had uh, there was a posting uh, situation. Yeah, when the Cebu Cebu Lions announced his uh, posting. Right, in, right. So in November yeah. 2016, and, 2006, yeah. And uh, we were both at this press conference, and uh, CNN was there, and they're asking about his pregnant wife. They had done so much research; they already knew that his wife was pregnant, and that the delivery might interrupt his his appearance at camp, uh, at spring training when he might show up. And I mean, I'm like, this is just intense, you know, the mm. the focus on this guy, and, and he was everything about uh, Jap Japanese baseball. He was everything about pitching, and he went over to the States, had a successful season. Like I said, won that World Series title with the Boston Red Sox, and it's just amazing. So I, I just, I, for me personally, I don't, I didn't like seeing him like he was. Mm-hmm. And I'm, you know, my first inclination when I heard that uh, he was going to retire at the end of the season, I thought, okay, thank goodness. You know, unfortunately, that was my first thought. Thank goodness. Well, of course, I wanted to see him come back. I wanted to see him, you know, do as well as he could on the mound because that's just me. And well, yeah, everyone, everyone. I, well, I, no, I wasn't ever. There was none of this. Oh, thank goodness, bit from me. I was hoping he would come back and you know and actually be able. Oh, to, you mean come back this year or next year? Or, yeah, yeah. But uh, but obviously, he knows better than we do. So that was his decision. And that's fine. And I, I guess one of the, the interesting things, um, whenever I think about him, I think about the uh, surgeon I know. And he said, you know, he was able to do what he did basically because his uh, ulnar collateral ligament in his elbow is thicker than most people's. Huh. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. not like uh, it's not like he was, you know, he's not superhuman. Nobody's superhuman, but people are all built differently. And the problem we have in, in sports is often, well, he can do it. How come somebody else can't do it? And he can throw 200 pitch bullpens. Why doesn't everybody else throw a 200 pitch bullpen? Uh, so there's all kinds of issues with, he set an example and sometimes it was a bad example. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because of the things he could do that everybody wanted to emulate him. I, I would bet that in the same way he was named after a high school pitching star, Daisuke Araki, that, Many uh, young children blew out their arms trying to be the next Dice Game Matsuzaka. Right. Yes, yeah, it's, it's possible. It's likely. <laughs> um, well, I, I wish him best, obviously, and I wonder if he'll be able to pitch well enough to get one of those retirement last at you know last confrontation or mound appearances in a in a retirement game. Uh, we'll have to see about that. If, if not, it'll be a you know a first pitch ceremony, you know a retirement ceremony starting next season, probably. Right, right. All right, and making a seamless transition, uh, another Lions pitcher, Kaima Taira, uh, Mister Zero. I've been calling him. I think a lot of the media in Japan has been calling him. Oh, really? He, well, yes, a lot, okay. but some, okay. some for sure. I don't know about a lot then. Uh, and he's the reigning rookie of the year. He had a fantastic start to the season like no other pitcher in Japanese baseball history, actually. Mm-hmm. He made 39 consecutive appearances without allowing a run, but that came to an end on Tuesday in a 4-3 loss to the Nippon Ham Fighters, who also ended Masahiro Tanaka's winning streak in MPV <laughs> this year. So this team, uh, I, I know the other day you called them the streak busters, but they're, they're just, they're feisty. They really are fighters this year. <laughs> well, 
you know, I, they're they're they've been interesting because at the beginning of the season they were anything but interesting. They were not. They were not fired. They lacked a little bit of fight, but um, yeah. I, I want to keep the focus on on Tyler okay. first, if, if we can. Okay. Um, uh, and uh, Yuto Takahama, uh, he doubles off the wall in center to score Daiki Asama from first base with two outs in the ninth inning. Now, this play off the bat, I thought, okay, well, that's trouble. <laughs> it maybe it could be caught. And Yuji Kaneko is playing center field for the Lions at, at this time in the, in the ninth inning. And he's a player I think he, he really sometimes needs a GPS or some other kind of device to help him get find the best route to catching a ball because he, he runs some uh, some strange some strange places yeah. sometimes. But in this case, he got too close to the wall, didn't play the carom, the ball bounces past him, the streak ends. And uh, obviously, you have to you have to put the blame on Tida. He gave up the hit, but you could have helped him out and at least made a play at the plate. And there was just no way he was gonna. Sure, I think you know. I think he bought a used uh, pitch tracker from Norichikaoki, and that he needs a refund or an upgrade. <laughs> he, had the, he had the he has that one that uh, Aoki was using in the 2014 postseason. <laughs> okay, said enough of this stuff. I'm getting rid of that one. Yeah, let's throw this thing out. It's not working, coach. <laughs> Here's Conico going. Wow, big league used. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. So unfortunately, the streak ends. And but he did break the MPB mark that was set by QG Fujikawa in 2006, and that was 38 consecutive scoreless uh, outings. And what's the way you went wanted to phrase it? The because it's not actually. Because uh, he allowed, scoreless. yeah, he allowed inherited runs, so it's not like no runs scored on his watch. But right. Rather, uh, he wasn't charged with a run for 39 consecutive games. Correct, correct. So, but again, yeah, we talked about it earlier this year. He came into the season with the mindset of, of using secondary pitches and not just being a flamethrower. He throws hard, but he didn't want to just be a guy who throws. He wanted to be able to pitch, and I think we are seeing the fruits of that here. And in recent in recent outings, he has given up more base runners than usual, mm-hmm. and uh, we—I think you talked about the the, the 38th consecutive scoreless appearance. I yeah, think it was against SoftBank, and he really got—he was fortunate that a, a runner overran the base, and the uh, uh, Corey Spangenberg kept the ball on him and tagged him out. Yeah, Corey Spangenberg. Yeah, kept the glove on him, got the got the out, and so they got they got lucky because he even said it in the hero interview, but. Uh, it, it's more than luck. He, he's no, really no. blossomed as a, as a guy who, you know, if you're the reigning rookie of the year, everybody's expecting you to, I, I wouldn't say sophomore jinx, but they're, they're expecting uh, good things from you, but also keeping that, that eye on you to see when, when things are going to go wrong. And yeah, I, he just yeah. really hasn't been that guy. He's been really strong all season and he's moved into the close role. Looks really good. And, these things happen if you throw the ball over the plate. Yeah. I mean, the sophomore jinx is essentially a regression to the mean. You know, sometimes I see it that way. Sometimes I just see that uh, my my impression is that guys had not worked uh, to get better or to make adjustments in the offseason because there are offseason adjustments as well. Sure. And uh, you think you come in the season thinking you can do the same thing, and people people know that game already. So you've got to – you got to, well, another one is it used to be, I mean, it, it's so often the awards are given out on on unusual performance statistics mm-hmm. that are, 
uh, unreal that are not highly related to the guy's talent. You know, so starting pitchers who get a lot of run support will have good one win loss records, and the next year they, you know, perhaps they go back to normal. Perhaps uh, yeah. I, I think that happened with Shigetoshi Hasegawa back in the day. He had a he had a, a, a tremendous luck in his rookie year, and he was probably better in his second year, but he had a worse record. Everybody was going, "What happened to him?" <laughs> because he didn't have the wins. Because he, you know, they weren't scoring eight runs a game behind him. Yeah, that, a lot of times that that's what ends up happening. All right, uh, let's make a two-seam transition and talk about uh, Masahiro Tanaka. And mm-hmm. as the pitch turns, and he threw on Tuesday, uh, and he was effective. And, I yeah. mean, he was really good. Didn't allow a hit until the fifth inning with two outs. Gave up three runs in the end, two earned. But he left trailing and really was headed for another loss. Before, uh, if you ask me, it's a miraculous rally in the ninth inning against the Buffaloes. Um, Hiroaki Shimauchi, whose swing I drool over constantly. <laughs> yeah, if, if, if supporters want to help John out, get him a bib. Get him a bib. <laughs> Make sure it's purple. Um, <laughs> Indeed. And then what and, you'll be seeing will be purple rain. Oh, no. And you know I don't like Prince. You know I don't like Prince, so oh, don't even uh, say that. I um, I didn't know that. And no, you didn't know that. No, I, didn't, I don't worry about it. That person. But anyway, uh, uh, he hits a three-run homer, and uh, after that, Takuro Okajima pops a solo shot, and all of a sudden they've got five runs in the ninth. They've got a lead, and they win it. So uh, Tanaka is off the hook. He throws six innings, five hits, three runs, a walk, eight strikeouts, and like I said, really looked pretty good. He did. I And again, I, I'm, it's, it's like a – it's like a broken record. He pitched, this is one of the better games he's pitched this year. He had, I think he, he really didn't make a lot of mistakes. Uh, he made a, he made two mistakes that both got hit in that three run inning, but Mm -hmm. it was more a case of a one really good pitch getting uh, shanked, uh, by Yuma Mune and, every ball virtually every ball in play finding a hole between his fielders you know that's and and the other of course being that uh he's gone 14 innings without the eagles scoring a run behind him uh yeah yeah they're not scoring they i i want to point that out they really seem to forget yeah they were yeah well i think exactly i think they're amazed by his pitchings and maybe he can win us a zero zero game and uh <laughs> And, and then when he's go, he's off the mound, is like, <laughs> see a punk? Okay, let's go to work. Hashtag high heat. Thanks, old guy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, I, I I I mean, he has really been pitching well. I mean, he's put up quality starts, and they just don't seem to be generating enough runs for him to get the win. So his record. I yeah, I would, still, I would categorize zero as not enough, yeah. Zero is not enough. Well, it's not zero all the time, but in no, general, no. It's, it's, it's... He had, very, uh, yeah, his run support was, was uh, the runs they scored behind him in, in, Ju- in June was not bad, but in May it was terrible, and in July it was terrible, so... Yeah, well, in, in, in reality, <laughs> he's pitching well in... Yeah. in reporter world or Japanese media world, he's a, he's a losing pitcher. He's indeed. <laughs> so he's, cl- and he's, he's lucky not to be three. And in the other side of that, he's lucky not to be three and six. Although with good run support, he, he could easily be five and two. 
Yeah, five and one even. Yeah, I yeah. think so. All right, and we also saw Rock and Roki Sasaki throw on Friday night, and unfortunately, he didn't do so well. They lost to the fighters six to one, and another rookie, Hiromi Ito, outpitched him. <laughs> I would say yeah. <laughs> only one hit allowed in, in seven innings and no runs, but uh, Sasaki five innings pitched eight hits allowed. He walked three. He only struck out three, allowed four runs, took the loss. And now he's a losing pitcher. He's one and two. And the one thing that I noticed that they talked about, they talked about it too on, on Proyaki news is that he seemed to have trouble holding runners on and he didn't really make adjustments to his his pitching uh, his pitches and seemed like he had a little bit of trouble with left-handed batters last night so he's got some things he needs to work on but I still I'm looking at him and I I just don't see the flame throwing guy who could dominate and make just get his fastball near the, the the strike zone enough times to when to make it so that guys are sitting fastball and they can't adjust to his secondary stuff but but I don't see it. Uh, yeah, some of the, the the two points I want to mention from the commentary yesterday was one was his, uh, you know, it, it. I've been listening to this for years, and that is the Japanese announcers talk about the Shuto spin. Right. And I, I'm going, okay, well, but people throw, sh- you know, they, they throw those running fastballs. It's you know it's it's basically a reverse cutter, so that that's not necessarily bad. But what they what it, it didn't occur to me for all these years what they really meant was poor spin on a four seam fastball, in that it's tilted. There's a tilt to the ball that's keeping the ball on a flat plane instead of rising, and so that's really what they're talking about. And it never occurred to me that that was the case. I I was always. You know, it's one of those things I've been watching Japanese baseball for 25, 30 years, close about 30 years, and it never occurred to me. So, well, so there I, was, I always thought when they said that, that it's it's spinning that way and breaking away, especially yeah, from it's right handed guys. More that, that, side that, run, and but it's, I mean, normally a fastball, even a straight four seam fastball, has arm side run, but not that much. Well, and so what I always assumed that they were trying to say was, well, the intention wasn't for the ball to to move that way exactly and that the pitcher is not controlling it the way he, sh- he yeah. wanted to. yeah but and i so- but on a on a closer analysis i i realize that what they're talking about is the tilt to the ball that imparting mm. imparting spin and i guess in america they would say he's not staying on top of the ball because you want that ideally you want that uh 90 degree spin okay so, so where the ball the spin is perpendicular to the ground okay so that it rises and misses bats. So that's the ideal. And uh, Masaru Tanaka has been having a little trouble with that uh, on his comeback, I've noticed as well. So anyway, so there was that was one point to take away. And the other one was uh, Dave Okubo m- made a comment, and I don't know if this is true, but it was sort of a left-handed praise of pitching coach Masato Yoshi. Mm-hmm. And it was, he's got all these things to work on. And... Masato Yoshi went to the majors, so his take is going to be a major league style, which is let Sasaki figure it out and don't tell him nothing. Uh, you know, I heard the same comments, and what I what I heard, how I interpreted it was that Yoshi's not going to go and tell him do this, do that, and the other, but that he's just going to point it out. 
Uh, my my well, of course, you can't help but point it out because here they are saying it on national television. <laughs> so, but oops, yeah, oops. <laughs> but uh, but I I felt that Okubo was basically saying, you know, let's keep those American methods out of Japanese baseball. I it was it had that kind of nuance to it, like. He needs to know these things. He needs to know what to do. Stop hiding information from him. Hmm. So, right. so that was, yeah. but that was interesting. And uh, Yoshi is definitely a different kind of cat. He does things his way, as we've pointed out uh, over and over and over again. So yep. maybe, maybe that's it. I mean, we don't know. Okay. All right. And finally, here uh, we had the top players or top performers of June announced uh, kind of a surprise announcement for me on a Wednesday. I, I, if I, we had it on our agenda last week, we were going to talk about it, but I said, Jim, let's, let's just save it for next week because I'm not sure when this, the announcement will be, but we can just talk about it next week. So they, they announced them on Wednesday in the central league. It was Tyler Austin as the offensive player and uh, Koyo Aoyagi of the Hanshin Tigers, Tyler Austin of the, of the Bay Stars. And Koyo Aoyagi of the Hanshin Tigers mm-hmm. uh, was the pitcher. And no surprise there, uh, Tyler Austin has just just really kind of exploded in June. He hit 406. Had, uh, he was second in RBIs in the Central League with 25, tied for second in runs scored. So, And he led the league in, in slugging and all that stuff. So really awesome. Uh, same with Aoyagi. He led the Central League in, in ERA, in, in innings pitched. And... Um, had a bunch of strikeouts. He also went four and zero, so that always helps. <laughs> well, it was a it was a rare month because all four selections were pretty obvious. I mean, they were obvious in the sense that I I, I I've started the JBallAllen dot com uh, Players of the Month awards. Okay, and, and they hit they hit all four of mine. I mean, those are the four guys I would have picked. So. Okay, and then uh, yeah, and then Pacific League it was Yutaro Mash Mash Sugimoto. Uh, he led the way in hitting with 375. He had 19 RBIs, 54 total bases, and 675 slugging. And then Yoshinobu Yamamoto, also of the Oryx Buffaloes, who tied for the league in wins with three. Uh, he had 39 strikeouts and an ERA of 0.64. So really, really strong candidates and. Um, I hadn't really thought about it that much. I know Yamamoto was, for me, a guy I was thinking about. Uh, Austin was a guy I was thinking about. Sugimoto really wasn't up there for me, um, hmm. but I didn't. I, nobody came to mind. You know, I, you know how I go through my process where I think of think of who's who's a hot guy first, and then I go and look at the numbers. But he didn't really come to mind. Aoyagi didn't either, but. Um, he was quietly really good. Yeah, well, Sugimoto, it wasn't like he was leading in anything. You know, he, no, he, yes. did, he did lead the league in, okay, he, he led the league in slugging, so that was about it. But he was second He was second or third in everything. And nobody, you know, and all the leaders were, oh, they were less uh, multidimensional hitters mm-hmm. in, in June, so that's why I had him. All right, and now we'd like to welcome in uh, Jason Koskri of the Japan Times, our buddy, longtime uh, reporter of Japanese baseball and other sports. How you doing, Jason? Good morning. Sleepy. Good morning. <laughs> no, we don't need that. <laughs> we don't need that. Yeah, we're all sleepy. We're all sleepy. And uh, from way over in Toronto, we've got Claudio Rodriguez of Baseball Japones uh, here to discuss the halfway point of the season and talk about 
uh, our impressions of the season so far. How you doing, Claudio? Good evening. I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Oh man, thank you so oh, much. This was a hastily put together, uh, put together idea, but I did want to do it, and we've been talking about it for years. So it's I'm really glad we can make it happen, and without much warning, it, it <laughs> as well. So that's really good. All right, so uh, Jason, uh, you know, I'll, I'll let you know that I got up about four forty-five, and. <laughs> Got ready, went out, ran eight kilometers in this nice muggy weather. And I'm so excited to see your beautiful face, man. He did, it, for those who haven't seen Jason in a long time, he's got a beard. You're looking <laughs> awesome, good. man. Yeah, he's, he's looking like, a, like an author, you know, like a, like a, a, a filmmaker and in, in, in his time off planning his next movie or something. Looks pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he got up at four, which would have been about 445 after. That was about two hours after I went to bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have young children, so uh, if, if young, energetic children who don't want to go to sleep, so I had to battle that, do some other work, and yeah. then go to sleep and then wake up. So, yeah, I must say, every day I must is a say, as an outsider, you guys have really weird sleeping times because I see you posting stuff or liking stuff on, on Twitter at the weirdest hours. It's like, are you guys sleeping? What are you guys doing? Oh, we, we have a, we, over, we overlap. We take turns <laughs> liking your stuff. Yeah. There you go. All right. So let's get I have to, to check your shift here. <laughs> We're here to talk about uh, the halfway point, and basically, we have passed. And most of the teams have passed the halfway point, just barely. And this is the official halfway point, but the All Star break is the unofficial halfway point that goes as a, the official halfway point. So now that we're all confused, uh, much of the talk I think recently has been about the Oryx Buffaloes, uh, particularly Claudio Rodriguez, who's been saying that he's <laughs> going to take credit for their good season. I'm not sure they know about it, though. But, I'm not certain uh, I understand why either, but so explain that to me. Hey, well, yeah, you just put it out there in the ethers, right? Yeah, I, I said the reverse psychology. I, I said they were going to finish last, and that fired them up. They, they were all trying to prove me wrong, and because of that, now they're in first place. That's what, that's what I'm saying. It works oh, that way, Jim. That's, <laughs> I Why did you pick them all the other years? Where did you pick them all the other years, then? You've been picking them first a lot recently, then, huh? <laughs> no, no, I, I picked them third like a couple of years ago. It didn't, didn't do anything, and I said... I'm not betting on them again until they prove me wrong. And now they prove me wrong. They're, they well, look wait, wait, slow, slow, slow down, buddy. It's only <laughs> half a season. All right. This is going to be a tight Maybe race, they only so. care about Claudio for half a season. <laughs> <laughs> They're showing how much, right? So um, they were trying I, to know, prove like you it. right in April. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Settle down, everybody. So no, I, I, I like what the Marines have done, though. So. Let's start with Claudio. What have you seen in the Pacific League this season that has uh, left an impression with you? Uh, oh, well, I mean, uh, the Buffaloes are a great, uh, a nice surprise. Let's see how long they can stay, uh, you know, in first place. Uh, it would be great if they can win it. Uh, you know, we are, as I said, a really nice surprise. But either way, they're playing good now. So that's that's great to see. Um, some I've heard some people already writing the Hawks off, saying, "Yeah, you know, they're having a bad season; they're not going to make it." I wouldn't say that. I think they they still have plenty on the tank, and plus, we're going to have the the Olympic pause coming soon, so they're going to have time to regroup, to recharge, and you know, at the end of last year, they what they they won what twenty two games in October last year, 
they were kind of in first place, not too far away from the rest. But when October kicked in, they were like, you know, invincible. They won like 12 in a row. And then, you know, they they did really well and they ended up winning everything. So I wouldn't discount them at this time, at this point, even though they're playing, you know, bad at the moment, they're not getting the results. Um, what else? Uh, it's uh, It's been very competitive in the sense that for a time, the first five teams the Pacific League were separated by, what, three and a half games or something between Sable and, and Oryx and the rest. The only one is Nippon Ham that doesn't seem to have the, the enough to, even though they're not that far behind, but they're clearly, you know, behind the, the other five teams. Uh, but it's been okay. I mean, it's just, I, I guess they're having their ups and downs and not, uh, I, I guess all of a sudden, Oryx uh, became the most consistent team in the in the Pacific League. But there's been, yeah. there's been good stuff from, from some of the teams, just consistency. It's what's lacking at the moment. Well, it's interesting that you're you know, you're willing to hand the the trophy and the pendant to the Buffaloes, but you're not willing to say that the <laughs> the Hawks are out of it. So, <laughs> interesting, Jason. What have you seen so far? What's impressed you? Orcs Orcs has impressed me because I you know, sort of similar to Claudia, although I'm not taking credit for it. <laughs> I'm, I'm more I'm more or less the last time I picked them to do something, they were I think dead last and. I said, yeah, I'm not not doing not not falling for this again. <laughs> but you know, and really, honestly, they were they were pretty bad at the beginning of this year too. But Oryx, Oryx always has players. Oryx always has. When you look at when you just sit down and look at their numbers, they have decent players. When you watch them play, they have decent players. They always just do something to just like buffalo it up on the field <laughs> or make some error or base running mistake, and then everything snowballs on them and. Really, this year maybe it was just interleague, but they they got some momentum, they got some confidence. They're playing, you know, on a high. It's like if if we lose this game, it's we can just brush it off. Not everything is going to pile up on us, and maybe it's just a, a change of mindset that comes from winning some games that has helped them sort of do some because they're still making mistakes. They're still making some some errors. Well, everybody some bad, does, yeah. Some bad moves on the base, right? But you know, it's not snowballing on them like it used to do, and like it usually does, and so. They, I, they've, they've impressed me. I mean, Masataka Yoshida is one of my favorite players, and he's been just amazing this year. I mean, what I think I, I looked it up. He's got what, 44 walks and 17 strikeouts and 17 home runs. And steady. Walks. Just steady. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what he does. That's that's the guy. But um, the Oryx bullpen was crap at the beginning <laughs> of the season. And what do you mean by was, crap? I mean, you know. Don't beat around the bush. <laughs> and in in May they were still pretty pretty crappy, and then in June for whatever reason they have, they were just excellent, and that helped power that team forward because you know, Miyagi or Hiroya Miyagi and Yoshinobu Yamamoto can't pitch every inning. Well, Yamamoto may be able to can't pitch every game, but the, the bullpen guys in June really, really stepped it up. And they've kind of taken a little step back here this month, but that was to be expected from just how how good they were actually pitching in, in June. So they are a big surprise to me. I'm not yet worried about I, – I can't say I'm not worried about the Hawks, but the Hawks look old and the Hawks look a little bit lesser than they were, which I thought they were going to be lesser than they were this year anyway. I just didn't think they'd be 
where they are now, but under 500 got, as we speak. Yeah. Right, they've got some guys missing. They've got some older players. They've got the, the Cuban guys who are injured you, and you got to figure out what's going on with them. So of, of all the teams, I think in Japan, after this all-star and Olympic break, the Hawks are the team I'm the most interested in because it's going to kind of give them a free chance to maybe right the ship a little bit, get healthy, get Senga healthy, get the, the their guys back, get some of those older guys healthier, just kind of give them a break. Matsu, Machi's gotten old. Man. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. really showing. I agree. I think it's a like a get-out-of-jail-free card for them to get exactly. all these breaks at this time when they're missing exactly. all these breaks. Yeah. It's, just, it's just free time. Yep. Jim, what about you? Uh Oryx is, uh, of course, Oryx is, is the topic, and I've been following them fairly closely. And, you know, I've, I agree with pretty much everybody said. The bullpen, I think, I think what I want to say about the bullpen, and I, I this would go, the starting pitching, we're used to it being pretty good or frequently being good. Uh, it's been, I think, I'm going to uh, dump some unusual pseudoscience on you. So, Uh-oh. John, please uh, please excuse me for taking I, your podium. Am I going to have to wash my ears out with alcohol? <laughs> um, no, you can uh, – grape juice will probably work. So, anyway, the I think there's a, there's a difference in motivation uh, among the players when you're uh, – for, for years, Oryx – young players' motivation was don't screw up because I don't want to go back to Kobe and the farm team. And now it's don't screw up because if I screw up, I'm not pulling my, you know, pulling my weight and we're not going to win. You know, get better, you know, not screw, you know, get better so we can win instead of get better so I don't have to go back to Kobe. Right, you know the fear factor is different from the the, the positive reward factor that I think his uh, manager Satoshi Nakajima has instilled there. So that's that's one of my takes. We did see, you know, we we did see the the two five run ninth inning disasters during the week on Tuesday and Wednesday, different pitchers. But I like what I've seen from Yoshihisa uh, Hirano coming back, and they've got some issues, and they've got a new pitcher coming in, and we'll see how that works. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be fun watching them. But the other teams are interesting. I guess I'm most interested in the Lions being as mediocre as they are. It's, it's kind of new territory. They haven't been there for a while. Uh, SoftBank, I'm in agreement with you guys. I think when the older when Despina, who is I think rejoined the team yesterday, and and Yuris uh, Belgraciel have time to come back from his hand injury when he does. And uh, uh, Levon Moynello came back yesterday. Right. So I think they're getting uh, getting back to where they think they can win. I think they're the, the starting pitching has been pretty mediocre this year. It's been up and down. We've seen flashes of it, but it's looked more like the Lions' starting pitching rotation than the Hawks. Uh, it doesn't help. I, I think that uh, I, I'm, I'm curious to see what. Uh, See how Shiwata does Sunday because, excuse me, he's pitching today. What he does this weekend because he's the same age as Daisuke Matsuzaka, and he's sort of the last pitching remnant of the Matsuzaka generation. If that puts a little, I don't think he needs extra fire, but <laughs> might help. So okay, so I like, he's the last period. Yes, yes, he's not the oldest, but he's the last guy from that that group. 
Um, and the the my the last thing I want to say is about Nippon Ham. Uh, I'm intrigued by the fighters a bit, in the I'm sense that yeah. in the sense that I was intrigued by Daisuke Matsuzaka coming, you know, his you know the ability to pitch when he had nothing. But I think all these young kids who are just have just been left out there to you know get their baptisms of fire. You know, mm-hmm. we're starting to see Chusei Manami show what right. he can show in the first team, what he can do. He's been doing on the farm team. And we're getting to see uh, Daiki Asama. Who's, Asama? Okay. Yeah, I really like him. Yeah. yeah, well, I really liked him when he was 21. And he had, he could throw, you know, he had a cannon and he, he could run like the wind. And he had a that really sweet swing. And now he's been hurt for about four years. <laughs> and... Mm-hmm. He's coming back and he's beginning to find his stroke. So I think those young kids are going to be exciting. And of course, Hiromi Ito is just wonderful. So uh, the pitching yeah. still, this, the pitching still up and down, but uh, it's good. They're going to be fun. Yeah, I'm with you. Well, uh, for me, obviously the Buffaloes, I've, I really enjoyed seeing them uh, play well. I like those uniforms, the gray with the mint green uh, trim and all that stuff. Those look really cool. But um, for me, I, I was thinking that my pick, my surprise pick, because I, I, I didn't really foresee a lot of injuries with the Hawks. I, I just kind of anticipated just some drop off. And this is what it looks like. A lot of people have their jaws kind of open. and But they've always had the injuries. They've just been able to play through them. They've always come up, like I said, last year at the end of the season, all their guys came back. And then when you needed to get them out, you couldn't get them out. And they ended up winning. And it just happened to be that they – they did it in the, in the playoffs, but they've been doing it in the playoffs. And I think all these games are going to catch up with them, all the extra games and all the, the, the high leverage situations and all that stuff. So I, I kind of anticipated that they would be vulnerable. And remember, I picked the, the Marines to win uh, in a surprise in the Pacific League. And I'm really happy where they are because it's really it hasn't happened the way I predicted, which was I thought they would get better pitching. Uh, I thought they would play it a little bit more consistently and have uh, consistent uh, lineups, and that hasn't been the case. And if you look up, and Ayumu Ishikawa, the guy who's really supposed to be their quote-unquote ace, has two wins, just two. And it's Daiki Iwashita, the guy who's leading the team and wins with seven. And, I, you know, when I was looking, I, I wanted to see who was winning, uh, who had the most wins for the team. It was, that was the last guy I imagined would have seven wins for them because – they just have been getting uh, good bullpen work. Uh, Noki Sasaki has been throwing every once in a while. I think they try to throw him every 10 days or so. And But it was a surprise to me that it was Iwashita who's leading them in wins. And then the next guy behind him is Kazuya Kojima, and he's got five. So I thought at this time it would be Ishikawa leading them in wins, and there'd be some other guys who stepped up and who were pitching well. But, but that's a, a testament, in my opinion, to how, how consistently – the team has been scoring because they, you know, they're close enough to be in the top three. They look like a contender. And, uh, you know, I had them pulling off the surprise win and I, I just, I really love where they are right now. So the Buffalo talk is real nice. I'm not sure if it's going to last. The Hawks talk is that they they might die. They're under 500 at the moment before games start today, but I, I still think they're pretty good. They're going to be there, but I, I'm real happy where the Marines are. So I guess I'm patting myself on the back too, uh, Claudio, because I'm thinking that I'm in good I'm in good position here with my prediction. <laughs> <laughs> good job. <laughs> so, well, we, um, we, 
Sorry, we didn't talk about the the Eagles though. Like, I mean, they they had in theory the best rotation in Japan with uh, you know uh, Kishi and Tanaka and Norimoto and, and um, they they look pretty good in on, oh the rookie on, you know Hayakawa Hayakawa in in theory they look pretty good, but you know they. They, yeah, they were in first place for a while. They have been, you know, in second, third place. But it looks like they're they're losing, you know, energy. I don't know if they're gonna they're gonna make it at the end. They're, I mean, they're good. It's just that they, they haven't been. Well, I mean, no team, uh, uh, with exception of Oryx lately, no team has been really uh, consistent so far in the Pacific League this season. So you never know what's gonna happen. But but Tanaka, I don't I don't know. What 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 he did to them or what he did to that team? Maybe it was the same thing Randy Messenger did to the Tigers, but they're just like, look, if you don't throw a no hitter, you're not going to get a win. Hashtag high heat. Yeah, that's true. We, that's true. We will hit for no hitters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, in the beginning, when he was finding his feet, they were scoring runs, and now yeah. that he's pitching really well every single game, they're like going, "Hi, you don't need us." <laughs> day off <laughs> and not just the bullpen offensive day off yeah, yeah. well I think uh, another guy we were expecting I don't know probably more from was Hideaki Wakui but you know he hasn't been bad he just hasn't been I mean maybe this is a guy I actually expected him to be this way when he got to Rockton but all of a sudden he turned things mm. around started pitching differently and and he was better but uh, maybe this is a little bit of regression for him. But, yeah, you would think that – and that was my concern coming into the season. I thought this was the team – I remember saying, you know, you, you, might, you might have to beat them one nothing three games in a row, and you could easily lose those games one nothing. And they just really haven't scored when he's playing. But, again, that's why uh, we were talking we, – you'll hopefully listen to the show. Uh, we talked about the fact that they had this miraculous – comeback against the Buffaloes in the ninth inning where they scored five runs and had a couple home runs to win the game and take Tanaka off the hook the other night. And I'm thinking, man, you know, why don't you guys hit these things in the third or fourth or fifth inning even? Get the guy a win here. I mean, yeah. <laughs> why are we doing this against? And of course, that bullpen with the with the Oryx is a weak spot that we have to keep looking at as the season goes on. And I think Satoshi Nakajima, the manager, is going to have to figure out what he's going to do when it gets to uh, to the business end of this season and who he's going to be throwing out there in the seventh, eighth, and ninth innings consistently because right now it looks like he's searching. But, um, you know, that's just something to look forward, uh, look at as we move forward. Well, what about a particular player? For me, I, I talked to him. Uh, we had him on the show. It's it's Leonis Martin uh, of the Marines. I just think, um, you know, he came into the season, it looks like, with a different attitude. Uh, and I heard someone talking about the fact that he was, you know, running the bases and he was uh, trying to take extra bases and was faking a bunt and, and swinging uh, when there were runners on base to try to move some of the defensive players around. And and he, the commentator, I don't know who it was that day. I was listening on the radio and he said, well, that's the kind of player he was in the major leagues. So why we, why should we expect him to just be a power hitter here in Japan? And I thought that was kind of a profound statement. Well, my only concern with Martinez, I see him losing gas, man. Like he started really well, 
Uh, right now, his numbers are really slow. I mean, he had, what, uh, only eight home runs since the beginning of May or something when he hit 10 in the first month and, and you know, the RBIs are down. Yeah, I mean, he, he keeps hustling and, you know, he gets his double here and there. He's good in defense and stuff. He gets a lot of walks. That That's really good. But, um, but you know, at the end of the day, he still needs to hit some homers and, and drive in some runs. And he's... He's not doing that well lately on that um, those apartments. Yeah, I think I it's a, I think it's a, a couple of things. One, he's probably not quite used to the extra weight he put on, and and also that it's a new style for him. You know, as as he said on the podcast, he's um, he was working on things in the off season to experimenting, and so uh, some of what you see are you know. Th- performance issues in which he's really doing well but it's you know these things take time it takes time to learn habits really really well and and to learn backup plans and i i would think most of the pacific league pitchers have backup plans for him now and he's sort of you know he's you know they found things he wasn't doing and they're exploiting him and he's probably you know and he's working around those now this is this is pretty routine i don't think there's anything wrong with him I'll say in that case, then we could, I would add Martin to the list of the guys who are going to benefit from this free break they're going to get sure. in the middle of the season. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, good point. Good point. All right, let's transition to the Central League. Now, the Central League went underwent some, some water oil kind of separation quite quickly <laughs> while I wasn't looking. Um, <laughs> while I wasn't looking at the standings. <laughs> um, and I'm, I'm not sure that a fourth team will get involved. Uh, the Dragons, the Carp, the Bay Stars just don't seem to have enough punch to punch their way back into the fight. But I do, I could imagine some drop-off from the Swallows, who are in third place. But here's the interesting thing about the Swallows. They're beating up on some bad teams. They're 24-6 and six against the Carp and Dragons. This is yesterday, not, not including Friday's game. So 24-6 and six against the Carp. So I... Uh, seen as they won against the Carp yesterday, it's 25 and 6. And the Dragons and the Bay Stars all together. But they're 5 and 17 versus the Tigers and Giants. So uh, that's pretty clear cut. They have a they have a problem with talent. <laughs> when they come up against it, they, they don't seem to be winning. But I chalk that up to the fact that they don't have elite starting pitching. They, there's the one guy who's, who's elite, uh, Ryan Ogawa, just got COVID and was taken off the uh, roster. I'm sure he'll come back, but we don't know how that impacts people. And uh, he'll probably benefit from this break that's coming up as well, but we'll have to see how that goes. But I think that's their big problem is they don't have the elite pitching. So they're going to have to work through that. I think they have enough to get through to the playoff situation to the postseason, but in the postseason, they'll just end up being fodder if they don't figure out how to pitch better, or uh, they're going to have to just hit their way to the, to the next round. Um, so I'm not sure that they can do that, but with uh, Munetaka Murakami, anything's possible. But what have you guys seen in the Central League? Uh, we'll start with uh, Claudia. Uh, well, I like the hitting of the Swallows. I mean, with uh, Osuna and, and Santana, the two the two new guys, those guys are hitting really well. Not so much homers, but you know the average is pretty high, and they're getting nice chunks of like uh, Osuna got like I don't know like seven hits in a row not too long ago or something. It was pretty, pretty amazing. So uh, you know they can hit. That's a team that can hit, and and probably they're they're in third place because of their <laughs> they're hitting really well. 
uh, yeah, as you said, I mean, they don't do well uh, against the uh, Tigers and the Giants. And, uh, you know, the pitching is a question mark. But it, at least they're hitting well, and that's good. <laughs> and they're not in last place anymore. So that's something to celebrate. Which is, um, I, I had them finishing fourth, but I didn't. I didn't foresee this kind of a run from them. Uh, and I really wanted to pick Hanshin to win. And I, like I said, I, I just don't trust them. We're only halfway through. I still don't trust them. I still think <laughs> they could. They could slip. You know, all the way to third if they if they really try. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it could happen. I, I think we should celebrate as well the fact that they have been in first place for so long. They haven't. They haven't <laughs> slipped yet. So I mean, that's that's. Because it's a team that looked on paper looked really well coming into the season, and the fact that they're still there that's that's a positive sign. So that's good. We should celebrate that. And 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 you know, hey, like any year where the Giants don't win again for the third time in a row or something, it's it's a welcome year. But uh, but you're right. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it's really going to happen. I don't know if the Tigers are going to hold on to that lead until the end. So we we will have to wait and see. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean it's been it's it's been nice to have the the um, the Tigers doing well. Uh, I'm really happy with uh, with uh, Robert Suarez, uh, the closer, who's doing amazing. I think he's uh, probably the most consistent closer in MPV right now. Like he's every time he only got one bad game the other day, but every time he comes in, he he delivers. I mean he he had what like 13 saves in a row or something. Well, uh, not- I, I, I still got to go with Rydell Martinez because he has, he has the quietest innings and, uh, yeah, he just hasn't been around. He doesn't have – yeah, well, I mean, that's they don't, they don't put him in position to throw a lot of saves. So, but I think Yeah, like, I mean, he has been absent for sure. Yeah, Rydell Martinez is pretty good as well. But <clears> I, I like the, the work that uh, Suarez has been doing this year and, you know, he's in the lead for the save, so that's pretty good. Um, and you know, they're hitting, they're hitting well. Uh, Jeffrey Marte is is doing well. I mean, I'm surprised he's still with the team because so, with the, with this team's being so impatient, and you know, he he got decent numbers on the first year and then they renewed him. And last year, he was injured most of the time at the end of the year, the numbers were not that good. And I thought, okay, for sure they're gonna release him. But no, they renewed him. Now all of a sudden he's hitting. It's like, wow, like this is a first. It took him three years, but but he's doing it now. So hey, that's good too. At least he's it's he should get to at least twenty homers this year. He's he has a good number of RBI, so that's great. I mean, I, I have, we have to applaud the the patience <laughs> by the Tigers to keep him there. And and now that at the end he's producing. And uh, and I guess it's not surprise that the guys that came from from uh, the KBO, uh, as I mentioned in the uh, in my uh, the beginning of the season, I, I always say those the Latin guys for whatever reason that come from the South Korean league to Japan, they never do well. I don't know what's the reason, but they they bring them over. Happened with Navarro, happened with uh, William Rosario not too long ago with with Hanshin. And now Mel Rojas Jr. is, and Alcantara is doing a little better, but it's not, you know, it's not the best. So I don't know. I mean, but either way, the team's still winning, so that's that's great. And the Giants, as, as expected, are are doing well as well. They're in second place, but you know they're still strong. We'll see what happens. Okay, Jason, what are your impressions of Central League? Um, 
I think if I had to pick the team I was most surprised about, it'd be the Swallows because I, I thought they weren't going to be much at all. But they they have actually they well they always the Swallows always hit. That was never really their their biggest problem. But I, even even expecting the Swallows to hit, I'm still a little surprised at how good Murakami has been this year and. That's that. That's not even a surprise. I mean, I I expected him to be really good this year, like he was last year, and he's just gone beyond that. He's it's just his first half's been, it's been really really good. And Tetsuya Yamada hasn't been as good, but he's but he's got twenty four home runs. Right, he's right there with. Um, yeah, I, mean, I was gonna say it hasn't been as good because he's hitting behind him sometimes. There's <laughs> nothing left. <laughs> so you know those he but and he's not been. I don't know. Maybe Yamada's standard is was just higher for me because he, it's and it's his own fault for being so good before. But and it's not as if he's bad now. So I don't want to. I don't want to give that impression that he's that he's not doing well this year. But um, I think you know those are only two guys hitting home runs for them. They're, they got a lot of extra base hits as far as doubles. That's spread out a little bit more. But they're they're those two guys are their main run producers. I'm more surprised by the bullpen because they're. I mean they've not been great. But they've not been horrible either. They mm-hmm. they're pretty much they're I think they're third in the Central League in bullpen ERA and about sixth in all of NPB something like that. Which is for the Swallows, it's good because it, it gives them a chance to stay in games and not have games blown up. Uh, of all the teams, I think they have the, they have the most wins when they're losing after the sixth inning, which I think it's only like six, but still. And they're yeah, the got most eleven is the most. wins. <laughs> They've got um, what they're eleven and seven in one run games, and these are all games the Swallows lose because their bullpen blows up on them, and this year it hasn't. And when they won the pennant that year, it was the bullpen that helped carry them to that. Uh, as far as other things, I mean, what Chikamoto? I'm surprised at how good he's been this year. Um, they can, the Tigers can really still clean up in the field. They're still leading the league in errors, so they they still have their issues there. Um, I'm surprised the base stars didn't work harder to get Tyler Austin into the country because he's just been raking mm. since he got his feet under him. Yeah, thank. And you just wonder <laughs> what he could have done before now. Um, so yeah, those, those are probably my my biggest surprises. I'm, I'm I want to be surprised by the cart because I thought they would be well, do well. And I thought they, I actually, I think I picked them in the, uh, to finish third. But as I actually look at that team and I look at Shinji Sasoka as a manager, I feel like they need a new manager. Hmm. Um, they, I think they picked, it's just, just my arm, armchair opinion. They picked wrong and they need to find another manager or, or beg Ogata to come back or do something. Um, so, yeah, I think, I'm, I'm surprised that Tatsunori Hara, you know, has – he's in such great shape that he can keep walking out to the umpire to change pitchers. So he's <laughs> he's really getting his, his Fitbit steps in doing that. I was going to say, he's got, is, he's, he's got his Fitbit. He's got to measure those steps. He's got to do something. He can't just stand in the dugout during games. <laughs> but yeah, but, I mean, he's looking good. He's looking spry, getting up and down the dugout steps to take pictures out. So Yeah, you, good. you so and I had an exchange good. the other day. Like, what in the world is this man doing now? <laughs> Sit your butt down. <laughs> <laughs> if the Dragons could hit, though, and that, that's not a surprise either. If the Dragons could hit, they'd be in first or second place because they, they, they've pitched well, they've, yeah. uh, but they're not walked, but I mean, they don't hit. Not only do they not hit home runs, they're, they're bad in 238, which is last in the league. And they've got, they're the only team that doesn't have about 200 walks yet. So they're not walking, they're not hitting, they're not hitting home runs. They're just pitching well and hoping the other team has like an off day that they can score two or three runs and win. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, I again, I said it on the show recently. I had a blow up about Yoda, and I'm, I kind of got off the Yoda train. I'm, I'm looking for another train to catch it to anywhere else because I'm just not really interested in where he's going. But uh, Jim, Jim, your impressions of the Central League. Be upset, you will. Mm. Okay. The, uh, I want to take uh, – I'm trying to think who I was taking ex- uh, exception with. But uh, anyway, uh, I'll start with the Tigers. I just love their – what I've, I love about them is balance. They've got balance everywhere. I mean, you know, as you said, the defense, they make errors. I, I think some of that is due to playing on dirt. Uh, everybody else plays on turf. Yeah, just uh, like some of our Olympic athletes, everybody needs a little grass once in a while. Is what you're trying to say? Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> hey, I'm from California, dude. Lay it on me. So, except not in Japan. So, I like that about the Tigers. Uh, as you said, I'm, I'm I love Akihiro Yano. I think he's, you know, he's this harbinger of a new generation of managers. Uh, Shingo Takatsu is almost there. He's almost. Not he's probably a little too uptight to be in that group, <laughs> but uh, you know you could see him straining a little bit. He, he used to be a kind of a fun-loving guy as a pitcher, but I think he's got a little bit of the you know manager. Be a little, uh, yeah, exactly. I should be a little more irritated by things that bother other people. So <laughs> I love the Tigers' balance. I think this is a problem that the Swallows have is teams with. Uh, lots of balance. And I th- also think the Swallows have, pro- the Swallows remind me, I saw the same thing John did. I looked at their record and I went, you know, they remind me of, they remind me, take the the DNA Bay Stars or the, the Yokohama Bay Stars from 19, uh, from a 2005 to 2012 and just yeah. raise them, give them a couple of good players a better like star caliber players. And that's the swallows because they're a team. The base there is used to be a team that would play 500 against the, the, the three weakest teams in the league. And they'd play about 100 against the two best teams in the league. So that was their, that was their MO and that's the swallows MO. They just seem to think uh, it's a confidence issue. Perhaps I, I know that the giants and, and, uh, Tigers are better able to exploit their weaknesses and they have the depth, you know, they have the, the depth to change players. You know, if they need speed, uh, they've got tons of speed on the bench. They've got pop on the bench. I think that's, that's a little bit, uh, the problem. The other teams don't have that in reserve. The Swallows bullpen hasn't been a surprise. They, you know, we saw those arms last year, particularly Noboru Shimizu. I was very impressed, but he's just one of them. Uh, Scott McGuff has been so good. Uh, he he's been he he spent his first two seasons. He was very up and down, but you know, really good. And then, sort of like, well, I'm on the Swallows. Let's not get carried away. <laughs> so so that whole combination has been good yes the starting pitching is uh, it's, it's it's really where the oryx buffalo starting pitching was uh when Kaneko was bad you know before he left them in that they had guys who could throw really good base you know they could throw really good pitches but they were just so inconsistent we've seen guys step up a lot 
um, Keiji Takashi is is a great example. This is a guy who's who was just in love with that bizarre windup, and then when they yeah. got rid of it, he's like, "Oh, I can pitch! <laughs> I can pitch without looking looking like a like a wind up toy." So uh, looked like a spider that was in pain. Yeah, something. It was it was gyrations. I mean, he made legs he made, and arms flying out yeah. of everything. Yeah, it's like he gave, somebody gave him a, a, a spirograph when he was a kid, and he never got over it. So, anyway, <laughs> sorry about the '60s reference there. So yeah, I was going to say I think you lost a, a couple people there, but I got it. Okay, okay. So I'm glad you did. Um, as far as the other teams separated, they're all they've all suffering from that. They've all got that those teams. I don't see the Swallows getting better than the Giants and passing the Giants and Tigers because they just have a phobia about them. And I see the same about the Dragons, Bay Stars, and and Carp. None of them can beat the Swallows. The Bay Stars can't beat the Giants. You know what? The Carp can't beat. You know, there's always a team they can't beat. Um, they don't. They lack something. They lack the attitude that they can beat them you know let's make hay while we can kind of thing so that's a that's a problem uh, other teams other interests the dragons agreed 100 percent uh i even the japanese reporters dragged some comments out of uh, alonzo powell a week ago and said uh, dion viciato has got to get his button gear <laughs> and of course I, that was a day dion viciato had a couple of hits the next day so maybe that was the purpose i don't know <laughs> But he's, Maybe Alonzo should say that every day. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, yeah, they're just I, – I, I don't want to add any more fuel to the Yoda bonfire that's going on, so I'll, that's John's job. Uh, the Bay Stars, I, I like the Bay Stars. I've, uh, I mean, I, I said when they were the worst team in the world, I said they're not this bad. You know, it's it's throw it's too early to throw Alex Ramirez under the bus for dice game Europe being unable to win. <laughs> so, you know, they're showing that you know, oh, he actually, you know, the team can win, and I, I don't know if that's going to. Re- I, I of course now it the, the story is going to be the one. Of course, I predicted in March that now it'll be. Look at my how good Muir is overcoming all that stupid stuff Alex Ramirez did. Oh, God. As far as the carp, yeah, I get that feeling too. That probably uh, Sasoka is not the answer. I don't know how much Sasoka isn't the answer uh, compared to the organization having issues. Uh, they've they so miss Yoshihiro Maru. <laughs> yeah, uh, personnel yeah. is is part of it. Yeah, the roster yeah is that part team, of it sure. and they've become they went from being a good team to being a bad team. And I don't think as it's as much talent wise as much as expectations. I think the expectations that they're going to be a good team are gone. And sometimes when the expectations are gone, the motive players' motivation shifts from. Uh, like I said about the Buffaloes, well, in this case, it's not, it's not, uh, if I don't do well, I'll get sent to the farm team, but I should, you know, be focused on what I can do for me rather than, because this team's hopeless. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll be, you know, I'll pat myself on the back halfway through and do a Claudio. Uh, I, yeah. I had the cart, I had the cart finishing in last place uh, in the central league and that's where they are. But I, I, you know, there's a lot of talent there still, I don't know that it's all management issues. I think there's there are some issues with the players, but 
you know, you've got to come up with a really good roster and they, everybody's going to have their injuries and you have to be able to make up for that uh, somehow. And I, I don't think they've been able to make up for some of the injuries that they've experienced. Um, before we go, I want to talk about your predictions, what they were before the season for both leagues. So who did you have winning, Claudio, and uh, in both leagues? I had um, uh, SoftBank winning in... Um in the uh, Pacific League and in the Central League, I think I picked the Giants. Uh, but if you give me a second, I can double check. Uh, oh, okay. Or not the Giants. I may have picked. Uh, let's see. I, I have it. Yeah, so. yeah, the Giants for the for the Central League and the Hawks for the Pacific. So yeah, you and I had the same teams, but um, I, you know, I. Oh, that's not true. I had the I had the Marines in the Pacific League because I, I predicted the upset. But I had the Giants beating the Tigers because I figured, again, like I said, that the Tigers are not a good second-half team. So, Jason, do you remember what your predictions were at the beginning of the season? I had SoftBank winning in the Pacific League and Hanshin winning in the Central League. Okay. Jim, you remember yours? <laughs> well, is that a trick question? Of course I don't yes. remember mine. Yes, it, it is. Uh, I, do, I do remember. I, I picked the Giants and the Hawks, I'm sure, and I picked the uh, base stars to lose, and I don't remember who I picked to lose, and I think I picked the fighters to lose in the Pacific League. So, uh, yeah, base yeah, stars, my, good for you guys. Uh, Carp, eh, okay. Yeah, my, my last place teams are, are – I'm hitting on my last place teams at the moment, but but there's still a long way to go. <laughs> you you got to hit them harder like Claudio did. <laughs> <laughs> yes, apparently that motivates them to jump up to first. And <laughs> Hey, I have a good present. I predicted Nippon Ham to finish last in 2016, and what did they do? They ended up winning everything. Okay, I had the Hawks and Giants winning and the Bay Stars and Fighters losing. So I think uh, nothing, no real surprises like Jason. I thought the Hawks, I expected the Hawks to not be as good. I expected the Eagles to not be as good. The Giants. uh, Okay. So the reason I didn't pick the Tigers to win in the Central League was that I expected as soon as there was a problem for the media to blow up on them and the blame game to start. But that hasn't happened, uh, fortunately, yet. You, you know, the errors uh, the errors haven't dragged them down. I expected the Tigers would, you know, something would cause them to look for scapegoats. I think uh, the old way for the Tigers, and, and this, re- this goes back to what uh, Claudio said about Jeffrey Marte, was that, uh, I don't know why I, I start having good Spanish pronunciation when you're on the show, but... The way the way they use the Tigers' usual thoughts about their foreign players is, what do we have to hate on this winter? Instead of what does this guy do for us and what might he do for us next year, it's what didn't he do for us? Oh, you know, okay, he hit thirty home runs, but gee, he struck out eighty five times. I don't think we can have that. You know that's the Tigers' attitude. They always they look they tend to bad teams and and the Tigers have been a bad organization in that sense. Tend to look for reason. They tend to look for excuses why their good players aren't better. And that's that's sort of a Tigers thing. Uh, the Giants uh, used to be famous for that. That's uh, to Hara's credit. That hasn't been a problem with them, unless it, unless like uh, Hirokazu Sawamura, they sued the team. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. Before we go, quickly, who, uh, your your favorite for uh, Central League MVP, Jason? Oh God! Ah. <laughs> oh God! Ah! <laughs> Let me just say, um, other than Hanshi, I, I do. I mentioned that they have a lot of errors, but I, I'm really in love with Nakano. Yeah, I, I really like him. I think I'm excited to see how he plays in the future. Um, MVP. And Murakami right now to me is just you know not going to cover off the ball. I don't care if they win the pin or not. I would vote. I would probably vote for him right now. Okay, Claudio. Uh, well, uh, you know when it comes to MVPs, I always think the Japanese way. So who's the best player in the team that's most likely going to win? So if the Hanjin, if the Tigers win, uh, I guess. Even Suarez could be a candidate for MVP for being, you know, the, the star closer. That's uh, saying they or, don't have one. <laughs> yeah, or any of the guys that uh, that are hitting well. I mean, it give could me a be, name. It could be Sato. It could be Marte. It could be Sands. I don't know, like whoever they they feel like voting for. But I think because of the the, I mean, if if Suarez end, ends up winning again the the saves title, that kind of gives him some some status. So. They may, for some reason, choose him or, or I don't know, any of the pitchers. We'll see. But I would say, I, I would say Suarez because that's the one I follow more closely. So, mm, well, I, I would say if you're going to make your closer the MVP, that means there there's, there is no MVP, which is a good thing, though. That just means that you've had a lot of balance throughout the team. Everybody's contributing, and that's how you got it to the closer, and he did the job. Jim. Yeah, my choice. It's my choice. If at the end, looking forward, my choice at the end of the season is probably going to come down to uh, Kazumo Komoto or Minotaku Murakami. Right now, right now, who's your MVP? Oh, Murakami. Okay, but uh, that could change. Uh, As far well, actually, if I I had an MVP right now, I might, I I might actually go with Koyo Aoyagi. Okay, I'm going to say Murakami as well because I, I again steady. And he, he really is hitting, and he's hitting in, in clutch situations for them too, which is one of my prerequisites. I want you to be productive in games that matter and uh, contribute to the win. So, all right, guys, this has been a really great program. We're not going to do Pacific League? We already did. MVP? You guys said Martin. Not the MVP, though. Well, I mean, your player, your spotlight player. All right, well, all right. What about for the, M- uh, what about for the Pacific League, uh, Jim? <laughs> Put me on the spot first. That's rare. Yeah, let me uh, open your big flap. Yeah. <laughs> Pacific League guy. I don't. I don't really have. A, I don't really have. A, that's the problem. I think. Uh, I, you know, the, I, I'd go with. A, I, I go with a Hiroya Miyagi. Okay, Claudio. Uh, yeah, I would say either Miyagi or uh, Yoshida uh, because Oryx is you know playing very well right now. So one of those two would be the. My MVP, for sure. All right, Jason. I'm, I'm about the same. I would go with one of those two, Miyagi or, or Yamamoto. And if I had to pick right this second, it'd be between Yamamoto and Yoshida. So I guess I would go with Masataka Yoshida. All right. Well, I'm sticking with my guy, uh, Martin, with the with the Marines. But I, I like those guys that you mentioned. But uh, I, I'm looking forward to. But right now, I'm going to go with Martin. All right, guys. This has been an absolute pleasure. Always love. Uh, getting you guys on the show. Mm. I know we, we asked Jason to do more with us, but uh, he did get up this morning, so I have to thank you for getting up this morning, buddy. I appreciate it. No problem. 
<laughs> no problem, huh? Okay, Claudia, thanks a lot. Uh, go have a Thank good you dinner. Guys. Appreciate you sticking out and having a long day with us. Thank you. No worries. All right. Uh, we didn't do questions this week for the high heat, but anyone who has a question, hit us up at JBW Podcast on Twitter with the hashtag high heat or send questions via email to yakyujohn at gmail.com or go to the Facebook page and leave us a message there. We will talk to you next week. Enjoy your baseball. See you at the ballparks. Follow the hosts on Twitter at JBW Podcast and at JBall Allen. And feel free to submit your questions by email or tweet with hashtag high heat. Thank you for listening to Japan Baseball Weekly.